Hi, welcome to What You Reading Dude. It's Jamie, Lauren, and Lisa. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good way to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Enjoy! feel real spacey that <laughs> is amazing hello today's been a really weird day um <laughs> we stayed up way too late again last night i did the same thing <laughs> um something weird happens on trivia nights <laughs> just like takes fun over. or something right I don't know. Oh, yeah. typically ends in papa john's yeah <laughs> Oh, that sounds so good. Right? <laughs> we I've had fully a, reverted to only getting cheesy I've bread because we realized that we like cheesy bread way better than the pizza. Than pizza. So That's we got fair. four cheesy bread. They're really good at cheese and they're really good at bread. So I think you're doing the right thing. It was basically one per person. Like it was it was a lot of cheesy. Well, we didn't get enough last week. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I God. just wish it wasn't on Tuesday. But you know, we're living. We're living, we're loving. We are. We're having we fun. Are. And struggling. <laughs> yeah. What is life? I feel that. I like that song. I think it needs to be. Yeah, I'll work on the verses. Yeah. <laughs> we have an update. We have an update for everyone. Lisa did some research on chemistry, and we have more to say. Oh, please. Now, Tell me everything. Listen, I will not directly, I won't be great at directly quoting. No, But no, I did no, a no. lot of Googling after our episode that ended up being about dating and love, because I might have mentioned it in the episode, but I've spent many, many years with the understanding that chemistry is always mutual, and that if you are feeling something it like scientifically like is impossible that it's not being reciprocated. Right. And then last week we have this like earth shattering revelation that it may be yeah, possible I'm to have one thinking side about it. Really yeah. shook. I am. My whole life is redefined. Maybe not in the best way, but yeah. Earth it, shattering. Like, you know, someone kicked up the dust and it's still kind of falling to the ground right yeah. now. It definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I did some Googling. As one does. As one does. And looked into chemistry and was trying to see, is it is it always mutual? Is it possible to have it be one-sided? And long story short, like, the jury's out. There were some sources that were saying it's always mutual because chemistry is a neurobiological response to your body meeting another body with like dna that in terms of like survival of the species like it's a good match it'd be a good pairing Mm -hmm. and so these things are happening kind of intangibly and so like you're just responding to someone who would be a good match for you but then i saw other articles that were talking about like it's possible for it to be one-sided and it kind of turned into this nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. debate in my mind because yeah, you might be having that neurobiological reaction to someone, but there's so many different impacts on what comes out of that. So many other factors. Yeah, and like your like your history, your yeah. and your perspective on things, and probably also actually when you mentioned this earlier, like how in tune you are with what you're feeling. That's what I'm wondering too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a wonderful. Maybe you're not fully in tune with like 
your knowing or your inner self or your body like I'm trying to be more in tune with my body and like understand what it's telling me but maybe I mean it's possible to be kind of disconnected from yeah that. totally I also we were talking about this earlier too and we're trying to like kind of recap some of our conversation <laughs> yeah. we but had a nice long walk <laughs> we I? did but like I have a personal experience where like me and another individual felt emotional chemistry like I don't know if I realized I was feeling it until he said something about it. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely there. But he was feeling also physical chemistry and I was not. So like, like, I think maybe it's wow. possible that it's mutual, yeah. but it's not the same. Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, wow. You guys are back and forth <laughs> blowing my mind. I know. I think it's like personal speaking. Mm hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot this last week because this really was a conversation that kind of like we are shook it. Shook, <laughs> it shook me and I was like rethinking a lot about my past and yes. you know those mm -hmm. chemistries you feel with people and I was thinking a lot about okay who have I felt that undeniable chemistry with and I thought of three different people in my life that I felt that with and two out of the three were like friendships that once it was a possibility very quickly turned into like yeah. relationships yeah so I was like well obviously that one out of three that didn't turn into that clearly you know he must have felt the same way I did it just you know timing, timing was and wrong circumstances, yeah. and yeah. then now I'm like did I just make that up it was like I was fully like in right? love with this person and I'm like did I just yeah. make all that yeah. up maybe it's not. kind of like maybe, maybe not. like freaking me out maybe not and that's fine it was a long time ago it's not anything current that yeah. I'm freaking out about but I was like really thinking a lot but, it's like I haven't thought about him in like maybe four years but and I I'm really like want the oh answers. I'm so yeah. curious now yeah. it definitely makes me think of past relationships mm. and non-relationships in like a different light <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And the relationships that maybe never formalized. Yeah. It's like, was this just in my head or was there something there? And then it just didn't right. blossom into something. Like, was this because I watched too much Office and I really <laughs> loved Jim and Pam and the will they, won't they at the beginning, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like I want to know for my own understanding of my intuition and gut, like, you know, especially those instances, like there was someone in college that I crushed on really hard and felt that chemistry mm -hmm. with. But I, I think it was just a friendship and I was going through a breakup. So I, you know, like it, it just like nothing ever really yeah. came out of it. But then like a year later, we were out at a couple parties, like oh, across a couple consecutive weekends and a different friend from that group each weekend was like, I think this person might have a thing for you, but you have to make the first That's move. That's the problem. I've yeah. had that happen to me too. This is oh. this has also happened to me. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Don't do that to people. I think chemistry is super important. Like obviously I'm online dating and that's like what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm like looking for chemistry when I see someone and meet someone in person. But chemistry is not everything. Like like, like yeah. pure chemistry, yeah. but the wrong circumstances is like, it's not going to work. Right. But we were talking about this earlier. Like, like, can other people like see it? Like right. <laughs> oh my God. Because I think they can. Right. Because I've had a time in my, there was Perfect. someone I was very, very attracted to and like felt that chemistry with, sorry, like it was emotional, intellectual connection yeah. as well. 
and they were married. And I was like, well, I'm definitely, I'm not going to act on this at right. all. But what I was feeling was so strong. I was almost embarrassed to have these feelings yeah. in the first place. Yes. And I was kind of hoping they weren't reciprocated. I mean, obviously, this person <laughs> was married, but like, I like didn't want to be seen because, yeah, you know, I don't. I have avoided people weird. because I'm like, oh, I got like last time we hung out. I was like, oh, oh, I feel chemistry, but you're with someone. So I'm going to yeah, avoid so you for I a little need bit. To, yeah. yeah, I'm going to take myself out of that. Well, and it's probably really hard to hide that. Like when you have that like magnetic chemistry and you're like, well, I need to shush this because like. This I is don't, not, I'm not trying to cause problems yeah. here. <laughs> well, that's, so, that's how I know that I've grown up because when I was in college, I would have been like, let's go for it. Yeah, Just because not. there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. All that yeah, bullshit yeah. that everyone says when they're 20. And then now mm. I'm like, oh my God, get me away from this person. I yeah. never want to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I cannot act on it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy though when you feel it, you feel it, right? I like, know. It feels so crazy. It's hard to explain. I think to bring up what you said earlier, <laughs> I do think other people can see it. I, I think, think so it too. Depends well, on the person. Because well, that's why you feel like you have to I hush definitely it. see people. I'm a watcher mm. of people. So I feel like I definitely pick up on people's things. Definitely. I don't tell them about it. I'm like, not like. Oh, I clearly see you and him are getting along or, you know, they're, <laughs> listen, yeah, listen. well, but like I pick up on I, things, so I'm yeah. assuming other people do too. Well, mm -hmm. that's so interesting that you say that because I, like I've said, I'm like trying to get more in tune with my body and like understanding like, oh, this is what you're feeling versus like stuffing it down. <laughs> like, deny, yeah. deny, no deny. Feelings, yeah. No feelings, no feelings, no feelings. <laughs> But in the past, like, this is how so many of my previous relationships have happened. Other people are like, are you together? Or, like, there's clearly something here. And I'm like, no, there's not. There definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. Like, people are seeing it whether or not you want to. There was this one time, like, a former relationship, like, when we were in the kind of friendship part before anything actually happened. That was one of the first times that I felt that chemistry and really believed my gut and just kind of felt comfortable in what I was experiencing. But I don't think I don't know if other people were seeing it. I feel like a friend mm. was like, maybe don't be so available to this person. And hmm. from where I was oh. standing, I didn't think I was being that available. I thought our lives just kind of were like. Yeah. Overlapping. Like, we yeah. just I mean, together at the right time. Yeah. And if anything, it was like mutual, you know. And looking back on that, I, I come back to that experience in relationships after that because that was such a clear example for me for a time where, like, my gut was on the mark. I was feel like, I yeah. felt that chemistry. It was reciprocated. And I didn't have to, like, guess around, you know. I don't yeah. know. It's nice yeah. to have those moments, but. Definitely. Yeah, I've definitely. Mm. Oh, yeah, those moments are good. Yeah. Oh, but one thing when we were talking earlier, when Lauren was sharing the story about her having this like intellectual, emotional chemistry Chemist, with yeah. someone. Yeah. But like not it like at least in that moment, not being like physically there. It made me think of this line that I've heard from Scott Galloway before that says men fall in love with their eyes women fall in love with their ears now that somebody else probably said that but he's quoted that numerous times and 
that totally tracks for me. Like, I think in that conversation that I'm remembering, he was talking about what women are looking for in a, a mate. And I think having that intellectual conversation is really important. And then you're also looking for someone like our lizard brain is looking for someone who can provide resources and, mm-hmm. you know, be good for any offspring you possibly have but then you're also looking for someone who's kind Mm -hmm. and one thing I read this week with chemistry and everything is some of the factors that build into how strong chemistry is between multiple people there are a couple factors like proximity similarity I can't remember some of the other ones but one theme that kept coming up is safety and feeling safe and comfortable with someone Mm -hmm. and that being a good thing and I know sometimes people talk about comfort as like you're settling or like whatever but you totally need to be comfortable and safe with who you are with you know I think that's one thing I realized that I am looking for is that it's like you can't really quantify it but when you meet someone like feeling like you already know them and I think it is that comfort yes that's exactly like feeling comfortable with this person right Mm -hmm. and not I don't know I feel just being able to talk about anything at all and like not feeling I don't know like you're oversharing like there yeah. are some people yeah. where it's like, okay, I feel like there are specific things I'm not going to talk about this person with, like when I first meet them, because whatever reason, but there have been people that I've met where I'm like, I feel comfortable talking about anything I want with yeah. you. And you're kind of shocked by how quickly yeah. you get there, oh, you know? Guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Dating is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I guess the one last thing I'll share from my studies yeah. before we pivot out of here is um, <laughs> this, this may not be new news to people, but I read in a couple different articles that instead of the common trope that like opposites attract, there have been studies that have been done that have actually shown that like similarity is where people tend to go to kind of for what you were saying and having that feeling of like oh I've either like they get me or like I feel like I've known them my whole life but it's kind of nice to hear that that is being seen in the science you know and it's not like a mini me or a clone but just some foundational connections or maybe like similar upbringing you know who knows yeah Oh. So interesting. We'll probably come back to this yeah. over and over I'm again. I'm sure we will. <laughs> but if you have any thoughts on chemistry, listener out there, we want to hear we it. We want to know. We want to hear. This You're... is apparently a very fascinating <laughs> topic for we us. Think it's you have any yeah. Yeah, personal anecdotes, <gasps> yeah. research you've done? We want to hear about it. Give us your dating woes. Please, <laughs> yeah. Send us an email, voice memo on Instagram. Yeah. Get it. You know where to find us. Anyway. like the podcast i listened to today no i didn't listen to pivot wait is that what it's called yeah um (laughs) the people from pivot were on Brene's um unlocking us podcast today Mm. and i was telling lisa i know she loves them i had not actually i've not listened to pivot and i've only listened to scott galloway Mm -hmm. is his name a couple of times but i was pleasantly surprised there's scott galloway on pivot yeah he's one oh, of the okay. co-hosts i have i have listened to scott but i've never listened to pivot the pivot so good to yeah know. it was a good like dipping the toe in of yeah. the pivot world yeah yeah <laughs> i listened to it after you were telling me about it. i i haven't finished it yet but i think i'm halfway through I feel like it's a good summation of their stances yeah. on and, and Facebook. They do talk a lot about Facebook. And honestly, that's just been a hot topic on the podcast for a bit now. So mm-hmm. 
definitely yeah hmm. it, i think it was a good like, like feel it out yeah <laughs> cryptocurrency a little bit and mm. some other topics that i tend to stay away from because they're uncomfortable for me yeah mm-hmm. but Brene brought up a really good point at the end when she was talking about whether she wanted to have them on her unlocking us podcast or the other more like leadership businessy podcast and she said She decided to have it on Unlocking Us because it's more of a broader range audience and she thought it was an important message that that people like me who are not seeking out like this kind of information like be exposed to stuff like oh this. my god totally <laughs> i want everyone to l- listen to the highlights of pivot because they have such really good critiques of social media yeah. facebook okay. and instagram in particular right now like whether or not you want to acknowledge like how much social media is a part of our lives and what it's doing to our lives or like how much cryptocurrency is a part of our lives and it's like gonna be a part of our lives for yeah. a bit whether or not you want to acknowledge that like it doesn't mean it's gonna go away so (laughs) and it's really cool too because they're not just shitting on these they're trying to have discussions on what to change and what can be done which is such a productive conversation even when it's a really complicated answer you know so anyway to pivot 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 to pivot that was that's a little plug (laughs) all our fun (laughs) plugs today yeah what you got there this anyway. week, Lauren? <laughs> so I've got a book, as we do, on <laughs> what you read and do. AKA read books. <laughs> read books, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So I read the book, The Book of Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. I don't. So she wrote Secret Life of Bees. Mm-hmm. Have either of you read that? Mm-hmm. I have not. I heard her originally on... Renee Brown's podcast, Locking <laughs> nice. Us, to make a connection. <laughs> yeah, and she was just so intri- – she was talking about this book because I think it had just come out. And she – just so intriguing as, like, a spiritual person who's, like, kind of in the Christian world but kind of not, like, kind of doing her own mm-hmm. spiritual path, which I find interesting. Anyway, I feel like this book is one of those that found me at the right time. Ooh, love that. It's so good. I'm not going to talk a ton about the book itself. Um, The premise is it's written from the perspective of Jesus Christ himself's wife, which is super interesting because it's like, you know, wow. Did Jesus Christ have a wife? We don't know. Right. We don't like not a lot about his personal life was written. So it was really interesting to like read a story. A story that I know very well, but from a perspective that I've never thought of mm-hmm. as and I often enjoy stories that are written like that because it's like, oh, just because you know one story well doesn't mean you're like getting all of the yeah all of the information mm-hmm. not not to say that like this is factual or in any way like no one really knows but it's, it's so good mm-hmm. it's written really well Sue Kid is an, an amazing writer and I really enjoyed it so it's it's written from the perspective of Anna or Anna mm-hmm. who is like I said gets married to Jesus but a lot of the book is like her life leading up to that which is really interesting and it kind of brings like a new life to that era of history that I know a little bit about but I don't know not a lot about yeah Mm -hmm. I studied in Rome and it's like kind of interesting to be like brought back to that time period like thinking about what life was like at the 
very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the very beginning of when Gross. BC turned yeah. to AV. Like, the I don't know. <laughs> BC to AV. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, when the... When the calendar switched. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. I just really appreciate it. She's written as, like, a really strong female character who... I feel like I resonate a lot with just like doesn't Mm -hmm. want to succumb to like the normal things in Mm -hmm. that time of her life she didn't want to get married like her dad was trying to marry her off she's like I want to she learned to write because her dad was a scribe or something for the prince I don't remember but women didn't know how to write then but she's like I want to be a writer like I've got this voice I've got this like longing it's called the book of longings like inside of me that needs to get out Mm. and it's like I just really liked it (laughs) Um, I like that but like what I I guess what I wanted to talk about a little bit today was like people's stories are just really interesting and there's this part in the book like like, I was just so curious how this was going to play out. I'm like, how like how does this girl meet right. Jesus? How does he end up, like, taking her as a wife? Like, right. how does this all play out? And, like, when he first met her, it, it really brought a lot of humanity to Jesus in my eyes, too. Which, like, I grew up Christian. I know the story well, as I said. But even in my own mind, like, Jesus is kind of, like, still, like, a a god jesus yeah jesus he's is godly. jesus he's mm-hmm. a, he's a god yeah he's not a human he's the son of god yeah exactly and god. so this story brought a lot of humanity to him and and like him kind of questioning his own purpose and then finally like coming into it like he didn't know again yeah. we don't know how this actually happened but him like like kind of questioning what his purpose was and then he like didn't want to get married and then he's like well i guess this is what men are supposed to do yeah. so he took a wife and Anyway, I like long that story a lot. short. Yeah, he like he ends up obviously becoming Jesus Christ <laughs> superstar. <laughs> that's exactly what I just said. In my head. He went into theater. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's like, <laughs> and yeah, and I think he kind of initially told her like, "There's something inside of me, and I'm not sure what it is yet." And she's like, "You know, I feel kind of similarly." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm like." But whatever happens, like, I won't leave you. Like, you're Aww. still my wife and I love you and stuff. And and obviously he ends up leaving her to, yeah. like, to be, <laughs> be the Messiah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, a series of events happen. And I just thought it was really interesting that, like, he didn't want to leave her and had to. So, like, there's the juxtaposition between him and being the one who's leaving and her being the one who's left behind and like she wow and like how hard it is (laughs) it's not only hard for the person who is doing the leaving it's also really hard for the person who's left behind yeah and it kind of reminded me I think that that picture is really interesting because as someone who has like left a lot of people behind because I felt like I needed to do like I'm not trying to say that I'm like Jesus <laughs> I go <laughs> you're saying, I'm like but like in life I've like yeah. yeah I've like physically left places behind I've left people behind but personally I don't often think about the person who's left behind like if I'm the one who's doing the leaving like who is like left over you know mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know I just thought that theme was really interesting we get it and it reminded me of what's that movie that we watched in 
San Diego, the documentary drama. Oh, about the woman. Um, land, something land. Uh, Nade, uh, Nomad Land? Nomad, Nomad land. land. Wandering Land. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. getting there. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is it a documentary? Mm. No, it was, it was like a, a drama. It was a drama. But it was done very, it felt yeah. like real but life. But I think it was based yeah. on her was, true it life. It was based on, mm-hmm. yeah. And, it, and it was so striking to me in the moment. And I like just didn't, I don't even know if we, like the three of us ended up really talking much about it. I don't think we it, did. Like, I'm still like unpacking stuff from that movie. Mm. And I remember having a conversation with another friend after she watched it. And her talking about how struck she was by like this woman. I, I don't I remember don't all remember. the details, but she kind of like leaves her family to get married to this man. And then her husband dies and she's just kind of alone. Like she's a nomad. She's like living in a van, moving all around and stuff. She comes back to her family and her family is kind of like, you know, you were the one who was doing the leaving, but we were the ones left behind. And like how hard it is to be those people too and Mm -hmm. as someone who has felt nomadic at times who has done the leaving like I I often forget about the other person Mm -hmm. like it feels like so comfortable and safe to me to just leave yeah yeah Yeah. I don't know I don't have anything else (laughs) no that's so real though because I've been recently struggling a lot with some friendships that I have from like high school where it's like some of my best friends who they're all still in Indiana. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I always feel like jealous when I see them hanging out. And I know that's the stupidest thing ever. It's not jealousy. It's more FOMO. But like every now and then I'll like message them and be like, I miss you guys or whatever it is. And I'll try to like get in contact with them. But that is, I've never honestly thought about it from their point of view where they're the ones that have stayed. And I'm, I know some of them don't have, I left because I don't have a good relationship with my family. So I was always ready to leave the second I turned 18. I was gone. Yeah. Um, I know not, I know not all of them have great relationships with their family who all still live in Indiana as well. So I've never really seen it from the point of view as like, Oh, I'm the one that just left and was like living my life and I'm doing all these things and I'm having a lot of fun in a different city. It's interesting to think about like, here I am 3000 miles away. Like, feeling upset that I can't be there hanging out with them meanwhile they're like stuck at home and like what that would feel like like I'm still living in the same city that I've lived in my whole life and like Mm -hmm. what that might feel like you know yeah there's just there's multiple sides to every story as I guess the like kind of what I got from this book yeah (laughs) like it's deep well when you first were mentioning the person who leaves versus the person who's left I was thinking about breakups and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And my track history has been more the person who was left behind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, girl, I can tell you all about that. You know, (laughs) like just like the shell of a person you are. And like, I think too, one thing I didn't really think, I don't know, I haven't thought about this much, but the person who is breaking up, like, is kind of thinking through that a lot, depending on the person, but it's kind of deciding you know is this a thing I want to do and they're kind of processing some of that before the relationship's over yeah and then the person who is quote-unquote kind of left when that relationship ends is having to go through all those steps from like page one yeah 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 and so at some points like you get that resentment that somebody has moved on so quickly when they were just 
maybe silently already mourning the loss mm-hmm. of that relationship, mm-hmm. you know? That's such a good point. Yeah. But then when you bring up, like, moving, like, I, I like, can't even bring myself to that right now because you're so right. And I, I think about that with my own travels out here as well where uh, I came out to Seattle because I, I thought I was trying – I was trying to find myself, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. pursue whatever ambiguous dream I have, you know, and my family is all back home, you know, and I, I kind of have a similar experience where they they look like they're just getting along. Yeah, having like the best strong, time. Yeah, yeah, their relationships have been strengthened over time by just being able to meet up more often. Yeah. And I miss that, but also realize like, I'm the one who left that, you know? Right. But at the same time, like, when it came to friends and leaving, I just have always... I don't think I ever, like, consider myself in a friend group. I always feel like I'm someone who can float out of there. Not so much that I want to, but I just feel like, oh, like, I'm not crucial to the, like, success of this friend group or however you want to say it. And so, I don't know, I didn't think much about it, you know? But you do then leave those relationships. It is interesting to think of both of those dynamics and over time, like how how you feel in the moment that you leave versus when you have time and space to think back yeah, on it yeah. and reflect on your decision. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not to say that like, because I'm the one who left, I like, I can't feel like I wish I was there too like I think many times I'm like I wish I could like I wish my personality was such that I could be there like Mm -hmm. I wish that that was good enough for me or something Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what it is but it's it's also okay to like know that you need to go and do your thing but also miss like the life that is you're not having or like that you're missing out on yeah Yeah, it's possible to have both I think Especially in the scenario for this book where both people are feeling really called to something and mm-hmm. they're not sure. And one of them eventually sees that like the direction they're being called to is away from this. And you think of the pain of that decision where it's like, I, I feel like I really need to go do this, but it doesn't make leaving you any easier right or like that I didn't love you enough or something like but this this longing or whatever you want to call it that I'm called to is like it's so much bigger than I even me yeah and then for the person who is kind of being left in this scenario like sometimes with that love like you can really respect and understand where they're coming from but still feel the mourn of the phase yeah. that is no yeah. longer like the chapter that's gone that's yeah 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 you can understand it and also mourn it yeah yeah I definitely felt that a lot the last couple of years like letting go of different things like mm-hmm. knowing that a chapter has ended and and knowing that that's what needs to happen but also like mm-hmm. mourn the loss of it yeah yeah but then like life goes on beyond it too like that's always really hard to see when you're in the moment of that grief and everything that's happening and sometimes like let's say you had a breakup with someone and your friend comes in and they're not at the same place you are they're already like they're ready for you when you're at like chapter five where you're like I've rebounded I'm ready like here's me and I get to focus on me now so they come in so early with just like 
you do you like don't worry about it you're gonna be fine and you're like I can't focus on anything past this moment right now because I'm in it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's yeah I think whether like whatever you call your spiritual beliefs I think that this book is really really good and I think that it's worth reading um, I do have some questions about the book. Is yeah. it, So I don't know anything about this possible like marriage with Jesus. This is new information yeah, yeah. to me. And I'm curious. Okay, this is going to sound really silly. But yeah. is this book kind of like fan fiction? Or is, <laughs> no, you know? I love that. That's <laughs> a good question. So or there's some, like yeah. there is no evidence or history there's no evidence that Jesus had a wife. I think it's just no. speculation. Like mm. if if he had, like in the Bible, we just don't know much about his personal life. Like mm-hmm. we know he was a carpenter. What's written? <laughs> yeah, and there are like two stories about his childhood or something. Yeah. yeah, there is just not a lot written about him prior to thirty. But thirty is really old for that like yeah. time period. He had a full life before that. Right. It's not like nothing's happening and in your childhood. There's definitely been speculation. I want to say, I never read it, but the Da Vinci Code, wasn't that the one where they were saying he was married to Mary Magdalene and that's why everyone freaked mm. out? Mm-hmm. Maybe. One of the Dan Brown I never, books. Yeah, yeah, I never read that one. Yeah. It's either that one or like the I second one. I knew there one. was like, you know, another book yeah. or you know i always like if he was married i always heard it was like mary magdalene so this is interesting i mean she it's, also was a she, whore so <clears throat> i was really curious to see <laughs> how she was gonna tie it in because like i know these stories really well yeah and she she did a really good job i'm like getting to the end of the book and i'm like i i did not know how she was gonna tie this all together mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fascinating it 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 is really fascinating i'm also just astounded by her creativity and yeah like (laughs) being able to write a story within a story like it's crazy and Mm. I like that it personally when you were talking about it I like that it centers maybe not centers on but touches on Jesus's confusion yeah general like not you know questioning of God Mm because I that's definitely part of the Bible where Jesus like is like are you like what's happened like yeah questions got often you know that's just a thing but people don't want to talk about that part mm-hmm. of the bible mm-hmm. so definitely i and think he didn't know great. what the plan was right until the end right <laughs> so i think it's great that it touches on that because i don't know personally i feel like people don't focus enough on the fact that I know, jesus didn't know what was going on either yeah mm. i also really like that it centers women <laughs> like yeah they're yeah, women all the, up and down the bible what, but it is what, not 30 ad or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. oh no that's after death so it would have been negative it is 30 30 ce is what it's yeah okay yeah 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 because it's, it was he was born at zero alleged allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> all of this is yeah speculation. like i yeah. yeah like i said i don't i don't think that you have to like no. be a christian to no, no. appreciate this i don't like fully know what i believe anymore so mm. <laughs> you know what i like it is what it is it's a, it's a really cool story i thought well there is uh, just tangent but related there are college courses that are like reading the bible as fiction and it's like pull away the religious subcontext mm-hmm. of yeah. like you know what you believe and we're just gonna read this as a fictional work and yeah. dissect it like a literary work 
and I view this that's book kind of, the same, you know? That's kind like, of exactly. Almost like kind of historical is. fiction. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how well, I thought about it. I think that's why I thought fan fiction, because yeah. it's like, there's yeah. no like evidence on it, but it's like, let's play out this idea. Let's, I you know, like, Definitely. and this is my artistic idea of how that could have yeah. gone down, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And to see like the kind of Jewish customs and stuff and how they intertwined with like Romans and Egyptians and all like, yeah. like the culture at that time was just so interesting and overlapping in really interesting ways. Yeah. And being a woman during that time and, oh, and like an outspoken woman who like doesn't want to good for her succumb to like <laughs> the woman like it's like yeah similar things to it seems like we're dealing with now just like even more severe <laughs> interesting how i'm not gonna be stoned yeah. i might mm. get stoned in a different way but i'm not gonna be stoned for talking out about my yeah it, it's mm. good i haven't fully finished it and and to be honest like the end is like quite intense as you can probably imagine oh, yeah. so i could only read a couple pages today interesting. And I, was like, I need to take a break yeah <laughs> It's so well written. The whole time I was just like, she is bringing the story to life. And and I think, Lisa, you've said this recently, like about Black Buck, like, like reading a fiction book that just feels like you cannot put it down because it's so good. And you're like, yeah. how did this author create this world that feels that. so real yes. and amazing? Oh, my God. Tangent on that related tangent. <laughs> when I think about the editing process of a fiction work I I honestly had not given it any thought until like a week or so ago and I'm like that must be such a crazy process where you are creating this world and then you're getting feedback from people like on oh, this character is like not relatable or like you need to expand on this person yeah. or like add this and take this away it's really beautiful because you're getting contributions that are really building out the reality of this world, mm -hmm. but then getting feedback. I don't know. I don't have any moral <laughs> or ending to this yeah. other than just like, wow, yeah. it's a very cool. <laughs> yeah. The more I think about it, the more astounded I am by what authors do, especially a fiction book. Oh, yeah. And to be crazy. able to take pieces of feedback, but still have that consistent voice and, you know, cohesive yeah. narrative. Oh, masterpiece <laughs> so good highly recommend like highly. i said like I, I i actually bought this book a while ago and it just sat on my shelf in it i think it just books do this sometimes to me they come to my attention when they need to be read and this was just the perfect time for me yeah to read Ooh, that's such a good <laughs> point because we both are guilty of buying a bunch of books and then not reading them right away, which is okay. But not I think both, we, all three of us, all three of us, yeah. and you know, we. I think we've each felt shame at times yes. that we do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I I'm feeling that inner Marie Kondo that's like maybe it just needed to be bought at that moment, but it's gonna. The, the book itself isn't ready to be read yeah. yet, you know, like yeah. and that moment will reveal itself. You know? Yeah. It's interesting when books do that. I don't know if you guys have experienced that before, but like it's just like it it comes into your life at the right moment and you're like, wow, how is this like the perfect thing for right now? Mm-hmm. Even though I bought it months ago, yeah. like I bought it months yeah. ago and it just yeah. was like, yeah. whatever. And now it's like, it's the time. The it's time is now. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely Actually, feel that way. I feel that with my pick yeah, too. Yeah, we, we can pivot. We can pivot. Well, speaking of books kind of 
revealing themselves at the right time. The book I have today is Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close by Amina Tuso and Ann Friedman, who are co-host of Call Your Girlfriend, the podcast, R.I.P., R.I.P., <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, just recently ended. But it was a podcast that was going on since 2014, and they are best friends since, like, I can't remember, 2010, 2005, somewhere in kind of the early aughts, early teen era. And I have really appreciated their podcast for years. And then when they wrote a book and it came out, I bought it immediately. Uh -huh. You know, I was so excited. But then I didn't read it right away. And I think I was so excited by this like little gem of a gift yeah. that has been like, you know, bestowed upon me that I I don't know if it just wasn't the right time or if I didn't feel ready to read it, but mm -hmm. it sat on my bookshelf for a year and a half probably. And so when I came home for winter break, I picked a couple physical books rather than just having a bunch on like an e-reader or yeah. something. I had to do the hard process of picking oh. like two or three that I would have <laughs> won three weeks from now. I have no idea what I'm going to be right. in the mood for. And I did put big friendship down. And I think, honestly, like the book is a lot about it is about the beginning of their friendship. Um, they talk about their friendship and what big friendship is. But it's a lot about how to maintain friendships and the different roller coaster that is friendship is. And I think especially given our journey into like podcast land, it started to feel like a more appropriate thing to read. Yeah. And so I went home and on the flight back to Seattle, it suddenly hit me. I was in D.C. and I was yeah. like ready to read it because they meet as a spoiler. Not really. But, <laughs> spoiler. Um, the two of them they meet in D.C. They come they grow up in very different areas yeah. of very different backgrounds. But they their friendship begins in D.C. And yeah. so I think I was just feeling it and I went for it and I read just a bunch on the plane. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm not going to give like a book no, report no, no. or anything. No, no, no. That's fine. But I love this book and it it is interesting because they they show the picture of how this relationship has started, how it grows, these different aspects of friendship. But the the preface is like them on some Palm Springs vacation together Ooh. and from an outsider it looks perfect. But they're incredibly unhappy and they're at a point where like they don't even know how to kill the silence they're feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like where it's like kind of past talking about, you know, yeah. and that's always that can be a real slow creep. And then you're just like in it and you're like, how did we get here? And that's kind of where they enter. They're like record scratch. How did we get here? <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. And at each chapter you just feel the love. Oh, I should mention, this is like a singular voice. They both have paragraphs and sections that they've written themselves, but they intentionally just mm -hmm. have it be a cohesive voice Which, throughout. I don't, how did they do I that? I don't know. <laughs> was, when I read it, I was like, how does one write a book with another human? Right. right? With the same book. That's And it's really not like chapter to chapter. No. Like this is Anne's chapter. It's wow. like, okay, well, Anne probably wrote that paragraph. And then I know who wrote this one and wow. it just okay. seamlessly it's like the two of them are talking at the same time and at some point someone's like and grew up and a blah 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 and then it's like I mean not to did this you yeah. know 
Hats off to them. I don't really know impressive. I would like to to have like a master class on like yeah. how did they do this? Well, and they talk about how hard I'm all over the place with this, no, but no, they no. talked a lot on their podcast about the book afterwards. They had a whole summer of friendship series, which was really great. And they talk about how emotionally draining this book was because it's all about their recounting history and they're going, you know, chapter by chapter, wow. these different aspects of their relationship. And they're writing it in a singular voice. So they're both writing what that time was for each of them and then coming together and then having to reconcile and see how different it was to each other or how, you know, similar it was at certain times. And so you get this kind of up and down of feeling all those like butterfly honeymoon first steps in their relationship. But then you know that like, some dark cloud is coming at some point and so you're kind of feeling that since you'll get in some movies where you're like I know someone's gonna die at the end and I'm like watching the storyline unfold Mm -hmm. you know and so I'm only I think probably about maybe a quarter of the way through Um, I would say a third based on what I see (laughs) and so we can talk about this more thoroughly at Mm -hmm. some point but I just love how they talk about friendship and the existence of this book, too, because one thing they've mentioned before is there just isn't a lot of studying on friendships, you know, like in the I think the most they found were like college relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's just so (laughs) right. And there's so much narrative on like, well, once you find your partner, like bye, friends, they're not important. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. when this came, when this book came into my life, it was, yeah, a similar feeling of, like, there's just not a lot out there about friendships. And friendships are obviously a huge part of my life, yeah. a huge mm-hmm. part of all of our lives. And there's just not a lot of, like, information or yeah. what, I, what have you about friends. It's all just, like, romantic relationships. Yeah. And obviously those are important. And, like, it's good to work on those, too. But there are a lot of other relationships that aren't romantic that we should be working on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This hits on so many levels of our conversation yeah. earlier today because they talk about that obsession phase, but totally platonic, like, between the two of them. Like, yeah. I love your style. I Like, I just... Yeah. I want to know everything about you, be around you all the time. And it's totally platonic, you know. And so on the one hand, to me, that goes into the chemistry discussion of like all the different levels and how you can feel this really emotional connection with someone. It may not necessarily be romantic, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then another thing that I don't think we talked about it on this episode of the podcast, but in our walk earlier today, we were talking about the milestones for adulthood and how a lot of what we're experiencing really hasn't been documented before, at least in recent history. And so it's really hard for us to kind of judge and understand where we are as an, as adults, because all of this feels like new territory. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Lauren that sometimes I feel kind of stunted in my development because I feel like I'm just like still in my twenties, still doing things that, like a younger person would do mm-hmm. and it's mainly just because like the mile markers for generations in the past yes. were like find someone get yeah. married have mm-hmm. kids have a house yeah. and yeah. all of that's super great but like if you're not following down that path I feel stalled out yeah. in an earlier yeah. chapter yeah. yeah what are the milestones that make us feel like we are that's adults a really now good point. yeah 
because my parents had me when they were 30. Yep. And growing up, that was old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, my parents were old when they had me Mm. because they were 30. Yeah. And to (laughs) your point about like a lot of information on college friendships, like in the normal, like progression of quote unquote normal, like the way that the milestones that they told us we were supposed to follow, like you get married out of college and so your friends like fall away. So we don't need to work on those friendships anymore because you're married now. But what happens when you're not? (laughs) Right. And like, what if you don't want those friendships to fall away? And oh my God. Oh man. They (laughs) have, oh, everyone just go check out Call Your Girlfriend. They have episodes where they have interviewed researchers and writers about these topics. And I remember one I, I cannot remember the person's name, but they were talking about how it's very socially acceptable for friendships to just fall away. Mm-hmm. Like what we were saying, but also if there's any controversy or any issue yeah. and there's not a lot of narrative around like working on it and yes. strengthening it. Like I'm sure there, there's stuff that exists, but it's so, uh, I don't know, it's so much more acceptable to just like the second you face any tension or friction with someone you call it and you're just like that was a season that's of my such life a good point yeah. you know? because that's hard because we're taught like i feel like part of our culture right now is very much you know do what makes you feel good and like yeah. go after like treat yourself and all that stuff so 100%. when you hit a hard patch with a friend at this point it's like oh maybe that friend just wasn't meant to be in your life maybe this was a toxic friendship the whole time maybe you just need to drop that friend mm-hmm. i feel like that's almost like in our culture almost first to mind yeah versus like hey you've had this friendship for five years maybe there's a reason you had it for five years like maybe Mm -hmm. you should try to work through it obviously there are toxic friendships out there and friendships that need to be dropped but that's a good point of like first step should always be like hey we need to work on this versus like i'm out goodbye Yeah. yeah and it's okay like I've got some friends from when I was much younger and I was a different person then. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm a different person now and that person is too. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends because we're different now. Right. Like, maybe we used to be the same and now we're not. That doesn't mean the friendship should go away. Maybe it'll look different, but <laughs> yeah. so we don't need to look like carbon copies of all of our friends. Right. Or agree on absolutely everything. Yeah. It is really easy when you're around someone <laughs> that you just agree with all the time, right. but you're like that's boring yeah it doesn't make you a better person either it's great to have people who challenge your perception not you don't need to be arguing and like having those like confrontations all the time but you know there are people in my life where I'm like huh interesting like when they say something and then I ruminate on it and it may totally change my perception of the world or I may just be like agree to disagree and that's totally fine and whatever you know and we can still be friends, like, yeah. whether we agree on this or not. I think that's always important these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all just so, not to bring up politics, <laughs> stuck in our beliefs. This yeah. is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we have a friend who doesn't believe what we believe, what well, we have to drop them. We can't right. be friends with them. Like, yeah. how is that possible? And it's like, no, actually, my best friend actually has the exact opposite beliefs that I do. But as long as we're both okay and understand where the other person comes from like why like there's nothing wrong with that right right i don't know i'm not like dead to the world on both sides because you yeah 
it's it's difficult don't yeah. get me wrong oh yeah. it's difficult their summer of friendship series was really good on that <gasps> podcast and we can definitely link to that yeah i just really appreciated it felt like in this like i said like friendships are just not talked about enough mm-hmm. and it just felt like it's like i felt like a sense of relief almost like they're they're talking about the like the things that we all feel but didn't they're like putting words yes. to like really complicated things like oh my gosh other people feel this too (laughs) well and for people who listened to the podcast when this came or like you know had kind of been following both of them from the outside it just seems like they had this really strong relationship and feel almost like a model of adult female to female friendships you know and then the book comes out and they're like I guess kind of spoiler here like you know it hasn't always been rosy and like We've gone to therapy together. We've yeah. had our own troubles. And that was mind-blowing in the moment to hear. And they were like, oh, we hope you all don't think we lied to you or anything. And I just loved how they came out and talked about yeah. it because I definitely was just like, wow, look at these two women who just make this podcast and their friendship work across the country like they're coast to coast yeah and then them just being really open and writing about like it has not been rosy and friendships take work in the same way that any other relationship does Mm -hmm. you know and we are throwing it out there oh it's so good and I think they're also this book and I think the two of them and their friend circle from what I gather just feels like really healthy examples of adult friendships too to your point about toxic relationships Mm -hmm. I think it's we don't have many examples all the time of what just a a very healthy adult relationship is like yeah and I think what you see on tv can be so dramatized and people are backstabbing others and people are like being dishonest or triangulating with others and it's really nice to have examples of something that's not perfect but is really healthy and real you know definitely that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, books just hit you sometimes. Yeah. Or shows. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Something. There's something That's in the universe. So beautiful. That, yeah. They're just, like, sent to you at the perfect time. Mm. There's a lot more to think about this week, guys. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys. We'll we come back. We'll yes. come back. We yeah. we're our, like, real floaties. <laughs> Floaty. Let's see. Life is weird right now, people. <laughs> life is yeah, really I don't weird. Know what life is like. But damn yeah oh yeah i guess i have like people i need to call now i'm mm-hmm. like i got friends i need to connect with i got word well okay that <laughs> is gonna send us out this week but before we do just wanted to hit on some current events and i'm gonna throw it to lauren <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to acknowledge the fact there's a lot a lot a lot going on in the world right now with Ukraine specifically, who knows what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks when this drops. We just wanted to acknowledge that like that while we can't be super current on current events in our podcasts every week because the world's changing so, so rapidly, mm-hmm. we just wanted to acknowledge that here and also say that on our Instagram, we're, we're trying harder to be more current there because that's obviously much more up to date yeah. forum for us. And our our thoughts are with those involved and going through really traumatic incidents right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, and no. with that, <laughs> yeah, check out our Instagram at WRDPod. Mm. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, DM us there and we will see you all next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadando.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piques your interest or you want to share, email us at WRDPod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at WRDPod. Follow us to stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.